Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Isn't it amazing how a single conversation can totally change the whole potential of your business? Well, I've had two of those this week. It's now June the 7th, three weeks since the last time I recorded and a lot has changed. While we're still in lockdown and I'm still here in my bedroom chatting away into a microphone, so I guess there's two things that haven't changed, but my mind has been racing over the last couple of weeks. Lots of good conversations, lots of progress, lots of good days, but also, as this becomes more of a serious thing, lots of doubts and those dreaded moments of fear. Oh, and the Pew household got a puppy. But you guys don't care about that. Before I delve into where I've got to, I realise that you guys don't really know who I am. And don't worry, this is not going to be a full biography, but I'll paint you a picture for who I am and what stage of life I am in. So, I was born in a little town in Carmarthenshire in southwest Wales called Ammonford, but I've lived in London for around 18 years now. I've got an amazing and supportive wife called Joelle, and two girls called Keris and Fionn who are aged 8 and 6, and I most definitely won the name wars with them with two very traditional Welsh names. And of course, we now have the puppy to complete the family. She's called Coco, and apparently she's a pure breed Labrador, but I swear she's half crocodile or half lion even, judging by the amount of times I've been nipped the last few weeks. So I started my adult life off as a professional rugby player. I represented Wales in the seven-a-side version of the game and at all junior levels, but didn't quite make the leap to the very top of the game. Despite that, I still had a pretty decent career, playing mostly for London Welsh, but also having stints at Neath and Bath. But that seems a long time ago now, almost as though it's a different life altogether. I mentioned in the last episode that I've worked in the digital media industry for my whole life, mainly selling ad space and branded content. This has been on websites, on console games with PlayStation, on mobile games with Zinger, and of course, digital audio at Spotify. And next, I'm going to be the founder of the world's leading sports podcast network. Yeah, that's got a good ring to it, hasn't it? Perhaps it's overdoing it a tad, but hey, a man's got a dream, right? But when I look back at all the jobs I've done, the conclusion I've come to is that I need to be passionate about it. I need to have a genuine interest in that space. And if you're wondering what I look like, I'll give you a quick description. You know, tall, dark, handsome, rippling muscles everywhere, sparkly white teeth. You know the drill, right? And therein lies the beauty of being a podcast host. Anyway, that's enough about me. So before I go into those conversations I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I just want to update you on a couple of things that have happened over the last few weeks that you might be interested to hear about and will slightly reshape my business. The first is a point around IP ownership. I've spoken to a couple of people at Spotify and got some good advice about this, basically telling me the dangers of building a business that is totally reliant on talent, which is exactly what I'm about to do great. 
One reason for this is that talent can be notoriously challenging to manage. And the second point around IP ownership is that it's important that my company owns the IP to as many shows as possible, rather than just being like purely the production company for other people's podcasts. So I've pivoted a bit in my plans and I'm going to focus on creating a roster of franchise shows to complement the flagship ones with a big name talent. The other learning was that I've been helping my old club London Walsh with their official club podcast. For those that don't know, London Welsh went into liquidation a few years ago and are now a fully amateur club run by volunteers who all do an amazing job and the club is actually in a really good space. So I was delighted to help them out with their podcast. And this has been a super valuable learning experience for me as well. Now, my original plan for the company was that the players would be quite self-sustaining in all this. We would send them the equipment, let them get on with it, then they would send the raw files back to us, then we do all the rest. But based on the London Welsh experience and from a few conversations I've had with other people, I think that's unrealistic. We will need to be a lot more hands-on than I thought. I just don't think we can trust the players to know exactly what they're doing tech-wise. It's just not as easy as pressing record. The most important thing is getting the recording right. Even the best sound engineer in the world can only do so much with poor sound quality at the source, let alone if a damn thing doesn't record in the first place. Shit in, shit out, as the saying goes. So we'll need to be a lot more present than I initially thought or hoped. I guess the one inadvertent potential piece of luck here is that with the changes to society post-coronavirus, recording remotely will become a lot more normal so this could actually be a huge opportunity. Um, my current commercial models have the cost of recording an episode involving a producer to visit the space or even hiring a studio and top of the range equipment, both audio and video. But now, if people are gonna be forced to do these things virtually, all we really need is a subscription to something like Zoom and a few middle of the range USB mics for the host and the guests to use. Yes, the quality might not be quite as good as if you were recording in a proper studio or with a proper home in-person setup, but it might be that the listeners just get used to this being the new norm, and it's a lot easier to pivot to a virtual recording world in audio than it is in TV, that's for sure. And with Zoom, you can record the video too, which means that you already have a lot of video assets to use without much effort. It can then mean that we invest more time and money into the post-production process to really make this as slick as possible. So yeah, maybe this is an omen. Maybe the biggest world crisis in a generation could actually provide more efficiency to the business model. Hooray to that. So back to these amazing conversations I talked up at the very beginning. There's three of note really. The first of these was with the founder of a player management company that represents some major names in sport, both current and former players. I explained to him my plans and not only did he say that some of his players were already looking to create a podcast, but just weren't quite sure exactly how, which is exactly what I am setting this up to solve for. But more than that, he wanted their business to have some form of partnership with us. Now, I don't even have a company yet and I've potentially got a partnership with a major player in this space. That's huge. We're miles off from figuring out the exact details of any potential deal, but I guess this is just further validation that this idea as a business has some serious legs. The other conversation was with one of the current leading sports podcasts in the UK today, who for various reasons are looking to relaunch their podcast under a new guise. As luck would have it, I used to play rugby with one of the hosts. In fact, he affectionately described me to the others as kind of a big deal in the podcast world, but always a failed fly half in my heart. Ah, how lovely of him. And if only that wasn't true. But anyway, I spoke to him last week and uh, he told me that they plan to continue the show, but they don't really know the how, the where, what, 
what, when, etc. And this poses a huge opportunity. So I explained to him my plans to build a sports podcast network and that this show could be relaunched under the Podball Media umbrella. Yeah, that's the current company name that I'm going for. I'm still not convinced though. Anyway, so I'm chatting to the rest of the team about that in the next few days, so who knows how that will pan out. I mean, if I can launch my company with a big established show like this as part of the mix, then geez, what a start that would be. But if I'm honest, I have fairly low expectations here. This is a very established entity and, you know, this is still just an idea for me. But you never know, there's no harm in trying, right? So the third conversation was with two players that want to create a podcast together. One is a Premier League footballer that plays for England and the other is an England rugby star. They're good buddies, both young black males and they want to start a podcast together. Now this is exactly what I am setting up my business for. Two current players, top of their game, the two biggest sports in the UK, young, cool, influential and opinionated and they want to get their voices heard. The perfect mix. These are the exact kind of people that I believe the podcast world needs to hear more from. The challenge here is that one of their agents have just done a deal with another podcast company, so it seems like this ship may have sailed by the time I had spoken to them, which is a massive shame. Although, you know, at least this is, yet again, further validation of my idea. It's conversations like that that have been a key consideration in the funding situation for me. At first, I wasn't sure whether I needed investment or not, but these three conversations in particular have made it very clear that I do. If I'm going to attract big established shows into my network and get big established stars to work with me, I need to be serious about this and I need to take this on all guns blazing. I'm probably going to have to take a short term hit, maybe just make a loss on one of those shows initially in order to establish myself. So getting some investment in to do that is crucial. I've already spoken to an angel investor about this, so you know they seem quite interested uh, initially, so hopefully that conversation can progress and uh, we'll see where it gets to. On that note, this last week has also made it abundantly clear to me that there is absolutely no crossover here between my current job and the new company. Given the scale of these conversations, there's just no way I can do that whilst having another job. Initially, I thought if it was just creating a podcast with a not quite as well-known sports person, then maybe it was something I could have started off as a bit of a side hustle, transparently, of course, and providing it wasn't directly competing, which it wouldn't be. But now I just don't think that is the case. These conversations are just too big and I need to be all in. And these are opportunities that I just cannot afford to miss. So even though none of these are guaranteed, I kind of need to take a gamble and bite the bullet with Spotify. It's kind of like a chicken and egg situation. I don't really want to quit my job until I have more of a solid commitment. But whenever someone does commit and says they want to start immediately, I don't want to then have to say, oh, but hang on, um, I need to hand in my notice first, start the new company, find a lawyer, get the legal agreements all sorted, etc., etc. I will want to get started ASAP. And it may be that these guys will only commit to me if I can show them I'm serious about it, not just hedging my bets as a bit of a side project. So my current thinking here is that I'm gonna to need to hand in my notice very soon, like potentially this week even. Depending on how some of the conversations I have on Monday and Tuesday go, yeah, I may have to do it this week. Blimey, now this is getting serious.
Thank you for listening and joining me on this journey as a startup founder. Please follow, like, share and subscribe to this podcast and we'd love to hear your thoughts and stories from your own personal startup journeys too. So please follow us and comment on social media at Pomodo Podcasts. We've also got loads of great new shows launching soon. The first of those being Couples Quarantine with James Haskell and Chloe Maidley, who are positioning themselves as today's modern day agonions. They will be responding to people's questions, comments and stories about being in a relationship in their own unique style. So please give that a listen. I promise you it's going to be very entertaining. Thank you for listening to Pomodo and being part of this journey.